Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of you Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, here on WGML. With me as always. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> with me as always. The one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything. Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, how does it feel to not know everything, but just about? It feels pretty good, man, I got to tell you, but you should always be striving to obtain the most amount of knowledge possible, and I'm still on the knowledge quest with everyone else here in the private Discord. We're just trying to uh, trying to know everything mm. every single day, so that just comes from reading and... Just doing your best. Yeah, just do your best every day, Yeah, you know, and then that way when you wake up, you know, you, you get out of bed... Like every other person out there, but you, know, you put your pants on one leg at a time. But when your pants are on, you know everything. Okay. And so that's how just we're about. trying to do it here. Just about everything. Just about. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. It's Friday, yeah. by the way. You make friends with what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's then you can know it. Then you got to know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. This is Friday. It's Dumb Bleep <sighs> of the Week, of course. It's an early show today. Who the heck actually does morning shows We're anymore? Even morning in New York right I now. I know. It's morning for the entire USA. So I got my coffee. I got my Coke Zero. Uh, still watching the stocks and stuff like that. It's a little tough to do, tra- to do trading and podcasting at the same time. So anyhow, we're going to try and do that. We had a pretty good list of dumb bleeps. Thank you to everyone on Twitter and people who have been sending emails and everything, sending in dumb bleeps and the people in the Discord channel, the Patreon supporters, always sending in those good dumb bleeps and providing the content for Friday's show every single week. So I think that we could go ahead and get it kicked off with dumb bleep number one. Let's do it. I'm surprised this is dumb bleep number one. Normally I save some really good ones for later in the episode, but there are a lot of pretty good ones today to tell you the truth. Started with 10 and had to whittle your way down. I did. Hey there. My name is Brad Palumbo. I'm a libertarian conservative journalist and the host of the Breaking Boundaries podcast. I started my show to have longer conversations with the thought leaders I've met working in journalism on the big picture political issues that matter. At the Breaking Boundaries podcast, we seek to bring you a right of center perspective, but we go beyond short sound bites, partisan talking points, and simplistic echo chambers. Our guests have included politicians like Senator Rand Paul, Congressman Thomas Massey, and even members of the UK Parliament. We also break down the issues with policy pros like Steve Forbes, journalists like Glenn Greenwald, and next-generation influencers like transgender YouTuber Blair White. New episodes come out every Wednesday and Saturday, so search Breaking Boundaries on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you can join in on our conversation. And so this is one, by the way, that we talked about doing earlier in the week, but I said, nope, we got to hold that for dumb bleep because of the dumb and just because of how much it is. Okay. So this is from the president, Joseph R. Biden. He was out there giving a talk and, uh, you know, commemorating the hundredth anniversary, hundredth anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. And he had something had something to say about what's holding black entrepreneurs back right now. And I thought it was quite ridiculous. Maybe some people can let us know. Send me an email. Let me know. But uh, apparently, uh, the black entrepreneurs, they just don't have, 
they don't have all the tools, all the resources that us white entrepreneurs have. You know, I just got mine on speed dial <laughs> all the time. Okay, so let's play that. They real just don't quick. know what to do. Yeah, they just once again, you know, you gotta you gotta <sighs> have the government to take care of you because uh, here's a big difference between white and black entrepreneurs. Let's see here, Joe. What do you got? The data shows. Young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers, they don't have, they, they, they don't have accountants, but they have great ideas. Does anyone doubt this whole nation would be better off from the investments those people make? And I promise you, that's why I set up the National Small Business Administration that's much broader, because they're going to get those loans. Now there's a few things. So. But the, the you big, don't think Damon John has lawyers and accountants? <laughs> the big difference, just not even billionaire Shark Tank investor. What I, I'm sure he does. There's a few. No, he clearly doesn't. He doesn't. No, he just doesn't. He but, would be so much more successful. Actually, he would probably be the richest person in the world if yeah. he had just had lawyers and accountants. If only Jay Z and Beyonce would have had uh, lawyers and accountants. But the other They'd part, be trillionaires instead of billionaires. Why do they? Why is it so important? First off, we'll just skip over and say that that's a good thing or a good idea. Uh, why is it so important to have lawyers and accountants as a business owner? Why would you need to have that? Yeah, to wade through all the government regulations. To get through all the freaking government BS all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's literally up there saying, yeah, you know, the white people, they have ways to get around the government. Oh, sorry. I forgot but, about the queen herself, Trickle D. Thank you. That's uh, Oprah. Yeah. What about Oprah? I wonder how she made it. She doesn't have any lawyers or accountants. There's no way. <laughs> it's... It's just funny to me, like, you know what's holding black entrepreneurs back? The fact that they can't get around the government like white people can. <laughs> and so we need to give them money. Now, yeah. what you should do is uh, have uh, some type of legislation for universal lawyers and accountants, and then you would fix everything. Like, why are we trying to just give Common people Common sense, universal yeah. lawyers and accountants. Why are you trying to give people money <laughs> when you should just be providing universal lawyering and accounting for people? Yeah. I feel like that. Or you could get rid of some of the reasons why it would be so important to have lawyers and accountants as a business owner. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe that would be one of the ideas. I mean, even I, I, I do have an, an accountant, a distant accountant <laughs> that I meet with. <laughs> yeah. And it because it's all ridiculous. I don't have time to sit there. Now, could I do my own taxes and all that? Probably. But do I want to? No. And I mean, our business doesn't make, we make good money, but we don't make a <laughs> You know, we don't make white people money. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even the white people money yet. Yeah, I know. So not real white people. But but the other thing, this underlying narrative that disgusts me from the less from the left, uh, which you see most of the time, it's from the left. And the reason why I'm picking on them is because it's this whole idea that you're a victim. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in your power to get ahead unless the almighty benevolent amazing government swoops in to save you with their SBA loans and all this stuff. It's like, that's simply not true. It's the furthest thing from the truth ever. You, everyone, everyone, no matter your color is just as capable, just as able to, to work hard, just in, to, just as smart and just as bright as see, white kids. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I know. No, you're, you're just as smart as just as capable as anyone else out there at, you know, it, it literally just takes, uh, do you know why most businesses fail and why most projects don't succeed is because people give up on them too quickly mm -hmm. or they were just a bad idea. 
Yeah, or they were a bad idea. A lot of people have something that they like a lot and they assume that everyone else likes that Mm -hmm. thing too and they never really do the market research to see if it was actually a good idea. Yeah. Like, should I actually put a specialty donut shop in the middle of nowhere? Because I love donuts, you know? It's always, there's this donut shop between my house and Mount Juliet. There's like a 20-mile stretch where there's nothing. Well, there's a specialty donut shop in this new location right there. And I'm like, Who's driving over here to get donuts, really? Like, are you really making money? Are you actually doing that? It would have been more important probably to put your store in town. I realize this is cheaper, but you're probably not getting near as much foot traffic. Anyway, when you when you look at the, let's say the greatest, sports to me is always easiest because it actually shows, it actually, the, the, the hard work is in the forefront almost with sports. It's Or at least it's easier to see, in my opinion. Um, when you look at the greatest athletes of all time, um, basketball is easy when it, when it, look at Michael Jordan, a guy who didn't make his high school basketball team, um, ended up making, making a senior year team, I believe. Um, and then you could argue he obviously was talented and would, and was tall enough, but why, uh, you could clearly see that his talent is not even close to Le- a guy like LeBron James. And why is it that Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time, which I get is still debated, but it can't be because he is the best of all time. Why was Michael Jordan the GOAT? Well, it's because he shot. He practiced more than anyone else. He worked the hardest. Look at Tiger Woods. Why is Tiger Woods the greatest golfer of all time? Because he hit a thousand balls a day, a day, and didn't take a day off, by the way. A thousand balls a day that he hit. (laughs) Okay, he would play golf every single day. Didn't he start when he was like three or something? Started when he was three. Yeah. Every single day, working on drills, working on all kinds of things. You look at like the greatest sports people of all time, they have a couple things in common for their formula. It does take a little bit of talent. So it's not like, you know, if you're uh, four foot five and unfortunately, or five, let's say five foot. Um, even though there were a few NBA players who happened to be like five eight, five nine, but it, you know, so you have to have a little bit of talent. You have to have a little bit of that in your favor, but most of it, ninety five percent of everything, comes from hard work and dedication. Yeah, all those and, people you mentioned, they have lawyers and accountants. Well, I'm so. sure he does. I mean, Michael Jordan's a billionaire. I'm sure <laughs> he's got lawyers and like, accountants. On the business side, what you were saying is most people give up too soon. That's why most people fail and you run out of money. Like you spend your money in the wrong places, you know, maybe yeah, that, you needed yeah. the proper accountants and stuff like that. That's really what it was. You can spend your money in the wrong place. A lot of people just give up too soon. They think they're going to start an idea and it's just going to take off really quickly. Like this podcast. Like I was going to say that yeah. you hear people say this about their podcasts all the time for the first for the first like six months, there were 50 people listening on the podcast, you know, but you got to have the long term mindset when you're when you're our first very first podcast. Actually, we kind of gave up on it a little bit because we were getting 50 downloads all the time. So we, we just kind of gave up on it. this time. We start we restarted. And we're like, listen, this is going to be a slow build. It's going to take some time and it's going to it's going to snowball as it as it keeps going, keeps getting bigger and bigger and grow exponentially. And that's what it and ended we keep up getting doing. better. I mean, because yeah. that's the thing, something you do every single day. The, it's so hard, even with this podcast, it was so hard to do this show every single day and not have very many listeners. Mm-hmm. You know how many days Nate and I were like, oh, do you want to do the podcast today? We yeah. both were like, yes, we got to do it. Yeah, we have to do it because it's something we believe in, and that's the thing. If it's something that you believe in, and it's a, not it doesn't even have to be a great idea in my opinion. It has to be a decent idea, 
just a just a decent one something you believe in a decent idea you work every single day at it then it's going to come more often than not it, it will come to you and that's that's the recipe for success is doing the hard work when no one else will when when everyone else is watching netflix series which i know nate does all the time anyway um, but but now he's successful yeah. so he can't yeah. but when everyone else is watching netflix series or playing video games or or whatever it is that you're doing that that's not working on business or being uh, better at your profession or whatever it is if you're if you're willing to trade in that time and spend an extra hour every single day or, or an extra two hours or whatever it is you're literally miles ahead of the competition because the fact is most people won't do that mm -hmm. they want to take the easy way we're talking about trading most people want to put a thousand dollars into amc and, and walk away with a hundred grand mm -hmm. that only happens to a very few people that get lucky really the people that happen to buy options this week that or last that, week or last week but there were a lot of people who had options that expired last week that ended up losing all their money right so you 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 see the stories from the people that made a lot of money but there's also a lot of people to lose money every single week right. betting on the moon you're you're more it, it's better <laughs> everybody wants that overnight success but the truth is in this world that happens very rarely it's it's a very it's very rarely do you hit the lottery most successful people have generated success over a long period of time. Most of your millionaires in America are all millionaires be because they retired with a millionaire with a million dollar portfolio. Okay. Yeah. Like their homes paid off. So now they have with home prices soaring, they've got half a million in uh, equity in their home and it's paid off. Um, so there's a $500,000 asset just sitting there. And then they, you know, their their portfolio has six hundred thousand, and all they're a millionaire. They have a one point one million most, dollar net worth. Most rich people are older people who yes. have retirements and assets. So yeah, They've worked their entire life at building on on certain things, and they were, you know, they lived frugally and they were smart with their money. It this whole notion that you can't get ahead because everyone's holding you down is just frankly bullshit, and it just. It really irritates me because my love, my drive every single day is I believe in people as terrible as people can be and as horrible as they are. I truly believe that everyone, everyone, and I encourage everyone that they have the ability and the, and the capability to go out and take over the world. And I think that's true, but I think you have to do the little things that most people uh, don't want to do. And if you if you focus on those every single day, what, what if you work harder 30 minutes a day for the next 10 years? I mean, Jesus, what would your life look like? You know, you have to start looking at these uh, time horizons and, and what you can do. And, and the thing about it is you can do it. it doesn't matter what color you are. There are so many successful entrepreneurs from all kinds of places. In fact, I think Asians are outpacing all of us. <laughs> You know, when it's, I, and when that's I, completely unfair. You know, when I decided I was going to start trading, do you know how much money, do you know what my wealth was and what my, what my income was and what my assets, assets were and all that? I was in debt uh, by about a hundred thousand dollars with no house, by the way, I was in debt by about a hundred thousand dollars and I had no job whatsoever. And I had no money saved up. I was still at a point where I was going negative in my bank account. And that's when I decided that, oh, I'm going to start trading. I'm going to learn how to do that. And that was like seven years ago. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to build up a trading account. I'm going to save up enough money to do this. So what I did was I started a company where we flipped houses. 
And my friend and I started this company where we flipped houses after we got done playing music. And uh, we we ended up flipping 220-ish houses. And so while I was doing that, while I was working literally from like 6 a.m. all the way until midnight some nights, we slept in the van in the driveway of the houses sometimes. Uh, we were doing so many houses. I ended up being able to save up enough money to start trading and, and do some stuff like that and pay off all that debt I was just talking about mm-hmm. at the same time. And that was just because I decided I was going to work 18, 19 hours a day to do that. That's what it actually takes to 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 really get ahead. And I, I wasn't relying on the government or anything like that. Never had any welfare or any, any kind of stuff like that. Never had any lawyers or accountants. You know, I still don't have any lawyers or accountants, although I've needed some a couple of times yeah. <laughs> on the lawyer side, probably. But anyway, this is dumb bleep number one. Still. I know, but we I just six. get so fired up over yeah. this. And um, I think Trickle D makes a good comment here that t- ties in with a conversation you've had before. Um, she says uh, she was having a conversation with a Caucasian woman and was talking about how she refuses to fall for the I'm a minority, I'm a victim mentality. And the white woman was like, Okay, yeah, you don't understand the structures you live in. Yeah, you just don't get it. Yeah, you. Yeah, I I get it yeah. more than you do. But I and I'll get it for you. Yeah, don't worry. Let I, me let me white explain to you how much of a victim you yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the one of the biggest problems. Like Nate was having a conversation with this guy about, you know, like I grew up in a trailer. Like it happened. He's like. Well, if you believe what you believe, there's no way you grew up in a trailer. Yeah. Literally like, told me that there was no way I grew a, up poor. It didn't happen. Yeah. There's no way you grew up poor. But the, guys, these things are so possible. And it's possible for the, the other greatest thing is that it's no fixed pie either. A lot of these people that have this mentality is like, oh, this is it's a fixed pie. We've got to share it, you know, but people, it is not a fixed pie. You can generate the greatest thing about capitalism is generating wealth. You can still, you can, you can create new wealth. It doesn't have to come from somebody else just because they have, it doesn't mean you can't get it. Yeah. Just because Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time. Doesn't mean that you can't be. Yeah. He didn't take away all of your points that you could score. Yeah. You, there's still (laughs) an unlimited number of points you can score. It's actually a pretty good analogy for the wealth pie. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, LeBron James could have been the greatest basketball player of all time, but I guarantee he didn't work as hard as Michael Jordan. (laughs) I'm just... That's my best educated guess because he obviously is, he's a better athlete. He's more talented. The the kid literally went straight from the high school to NBA, which Michael Jordan couldn't do because he wasn't good enough at the time. Like, uh, and also I'm, it might've been against the rules. I don't remember back then, but you have to look at these types of things. There's no, there's no fixed pie. You can create new wealth. You can score new points. You it's, it's literally up to you and how hard, you want to work. And this is not a pick yourself up by the bootstraps type of conversation. Um, because some people, it is possible to work hard all your life and not, and not, uh, do anything because you do have to have some focus and some discipline. But at the same time, I would take my chances on working hard my whole life to get it successful rather than relying on someone else to do it for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. This is a complete power transfer from, if it's if it's your responsibility and your fault, then it's also you have all of the power. If it's someone else's responsibility and their fault, that you're rendered powerless. There's nothing. It's completely out of your control. You're always relying on someone else, and so I I think the narrative has to shift. And one 
one of the greatest things I like and why I think a guy like Jordan Peterson is so important is because that's, he talks about the psychological significance of personal responsibility and, and, and not relying on someone else and having that power. I think it's the greatest power shift there is, is the, is the shift of the power to the individual and why we become so successful as a species, especially in Western cultures where we have the most amount of freedom because, and I'll, and that's why we do this damn podcast. Like literally this podcast is all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning and pursuing meaning means adopting responsibility and adopting responsibility is the power shift to the individual. And if the individual can be as free as they possibly can, and that creates the most success for the most amount of people. And that's why we actually believe in everything that we believe in. And so as my mom would say, I rebuke Biden's comments in the name of Jesus. All right. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's utter disgusting rhetoric. That's some, uh, it's malarkey is what it is actually. All right. That's dumb believe number one. All right. Dumb believe number one. Sorry, I'm going to read number two because uh, I'm, I'm up on it. And a woman. <laughs> Says trickle D. Thanks, Daisy. All right. This is a weird political shift here going on in Washington. Biden and Bowser, who's the mayor of Washington, changed their tunes on the riot response last summer you guys remember the whole tear gas incident with the uh, rioters that were outside the white house you sorry know? i'm taking a breath it was like the uh <laughs> it was like the most you know racist and tyrannical and fascist thing that had ever happened and it turns out that that's because trump did it because they're actually in in court about it right now and mm. the uh seems like everyone's okay with it now actually which is weird a federal judge in washington Hang on, before you continue did you uh pass the offering plates around I did. Or just after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that fire was and brimstone. I'm going to have every head bowed and every eye closed. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. <laughs> a federal judge in Washington is set to decide whether to miss, dismiss a case on behalf of protesters who claim they were injured during the June 1st, 2020 protests uh, next to the White House. In the course of the arguments, one lawyer stood out and insisting that the use of tear gas against the protesters was entirely reasonable. What was so striking is that the lawyer represents the D.C. government of Mayor Bowser. So the lawyer for the D.C. government uh, of the mayor is saying that this was actually entirely reasonable, who had originally condemned the federal government for its clearing of the area. Much of the media lionized Bowser for her stance at the time. She received national acclaim for painting Black Lives Matter on the street next to the park and renaming it Black Lives Matter Plaza. Now, one year later... Bowser is keeping the BLM Plaza, but opposing the BLM protesters. Her administration, mm. her administration has insisted in court that the protesters were legitimately tear gassed by the Metropolitan Police to enforce her curfew that night. <laughs> you guys remember all the hoopla around this whole thing yeah, that happened? You can't make this stuff up. Now, a year later, we get in court and that same mayor's administration is arguing that it was actually legitimate. Just like Biden's administration was arguing in front of the Supreme Court for qualified immunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that Supreme Court case that came down recently, 9-0. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it's pay attention to this hand while I do all this under here. And what's actually happened it's, is it's unbelievable. They've decided now that it is best to keep the White House safe and they don't want protesters out there in that area. So now they are arguing that it was actually okay that they did that. It's one year later, guys. Trump was the worst person in the entire world for clearing out those protesters. I mean, you you could you can't hear enough about it. There's still people really upset about it right now, probably. Maybe some of you guys are. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if tear gas was if the if the photo that he took out there by the church was that important. 
But now the same administration is flipping and saying that it was actually entirely reasonable and completely okay, (laughs) and that they should dismiss the case that those protesters have brought against the government. That's great. That's insane. Okay, so that's dumb number two. That was pretty quick. I think you got the uh, Corey Bush one right here. Yeah, here we go. Corey Bush. Dumbly number three. I used to I use uh, I used to use space heaters to heat my home because we couldn't afford the gas bill. One day, the outlet started to sh- started shooting out flames and nearly burned down my two year old baby's room. We almost lost our baby. We could, we almost lost our home. Public power could have prevented this. Oh, yeah. Public power. We just needed the government providing power. And then it wouldn't have shot out flames. Then <laughs> then the outlet wouldn't have shot out flames. Now, the. The uh, argument she's making is that if she could have afforded her gas bill or if it were provided for her, then she wouldn't have been using the space heater, which was plugged into an outlet, which ended up catching on fire and catching the room on fire. And it's not a like there's not great evidence that if you had your gas paid for that outlets would no longer catch on fire in your house. Yeah, If you were using it for something else like a fan or a TV. Yeah. I mean, outlets catch on fire, even if people can afford their electric bills, actually. Yeah. More so. More, most of the time, homeless people hardly ever have this problem. No, they you don't. Know? <laughs> like, rarely. Because they don't have any homes. <laughs> rarely do they actually have this problem. Yeah. So, outlets, uh, they, do, they do catch on fire. Hopefully, none of the ones that I've installed. One time, I, I installed freaking about 100 outlets in one guy's house. Not one of them ever caught on fire, and I was happy about that. That we know of. <laughs> That we know of. They have day. my number. They pro- they probably would have tried to call me. I don't I don't know. So anyway, uh, if the government paid for your your heating and air, your electricity, the magical government outlets that were inside the house would be immune from burning down when there were things plugged into them that were using a lot of power. They wouldn't shoot out any flames. They they wouldn't. It's uh, scientifically proven. Actually, she's just following the science on this. I'm pretty Look, sure. Electricity is dangerous. <laughs> it is. It is. It's very yeah. dangerous. It will kill you. And luckily, we've had people smart enough to figure out how to harness that energy because it has made us better. But uh, this is a this is a risk you take having electricity in your house. Yep. It's, it just is. Um, but apparently not if the rich were paying for our electric bills. Then, yeah. then you wouldn't have to worry it about it. It would have. It could have prevented this. Charlie, what number dumb bleep was that? Was that, that was three? three. Number four is... Um, Gross, and I, I just wanted to issue a uh, public service announcement to anyone that is a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Don't do this, okay? Um, this is, uh, the, it's Pride Month right now. That's June, and this person says, as Pride Month has begun, I would like to share my thread as to why MAPS, which are minor attracted person, meaning someone who is attracted to children, are valid and part of the LGBTQAM plus community. Attracted to minors plus mm. community. Um, I'm just going to, I want to let everyone know that's in the LGBTQ plus community. Don't do this. Don't add those letters. I think most people would know that, but this is not okay. All right. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Because minors can't consent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm just saying, like, if you want to, if you want to ruin, any of the progress that has been made on how uh, the evil straight people considered those letters and anyone who fits into those letters, don't include in your letters people who are attracted to children. That's also a, just a big disservice to people who are uh, who are part of any of those letters right there to say, oh, you know what's also 
like, uh, you know what's also like being gay? Liking kids. Yeah. That's like the same thing. You know, we and should for, add that in the same And the I same also letters. talk to the libertarians here. They'll be like, oh, well, what's, you know, what's consent? This is why we use the reasonableness standard. Yeah. Is it reasonable for a 12-year-old to be making uh, adult sexual decisions? And and the answer to that is no. Okay? Like, or a 10-year-old or whatever. Now, now I, I do believe there could be some sort of a gray area um, as far as an arbitrary age is considered. And I'm just talking mainly about maturity because I think there are some, there are some very small 16, 17, 18 year olds who could be more mature, you know, than 25 year olds, mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about girls versus boys. Yeah. <laughs> Cause but we'll just keep that. We'll just keep that consent age. I think that would be the best thing to do. Overall. Well, yeah. And I think, yeah. I think you have to draw the line somewhere. And to me, to me, it's based on a reasonableness standard. And would a, is it reasonable for a 10 year old to, to be able to make choices for themselves? And the answer to that almost in every scenario is no, pretty it's much every scenario, every yeah. single scenario. And it's because they don't, the, the, they don't have the, the cognitive ability. And this is actually scientific. Your, your prefrontal cortex lobe doesn't even finish developing until you're like 26. So you don't have that cognitive ability to make those types of decisions. So that's to all the libertarians out there. That's like, good oh, argument well, for good argument for raising the voting age up to twenty six. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it should pretty be, good. It should be higher than eighteen. <laughs> I would add, if we're gonna set an arbitrary age yeah. on it, I mean, honestly, voting thirty. But I just know <laughs> I, I say that because I know a lot of libertarians make the <laughs> argument of like, oh, well, who decided eighteen was age of consent or whatever? Yeah, and so I, I make that argument because it, it there has to be a reasonable standard. And so you do have to have that line that is drawn where this thing is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, there has to be a point where to, I mean, inclusiveness, that's great. And if the L's and the G's and the B's and the T's and the Q's and all the plus signs out there, like are going to be together and say, hey, we're a group right here. I'm just saying for all the people I care about that fit in that group, don't add in people who are attracted to children. Just please don't do that. All right, that's a that's a really bad idea, and that's why this is dumb bleep number four. Dumb bleep number four. All right, you got number dumb bleep five. number five. The second one is really the dumb bleep, but I guess you can see what sets it up right there. Okay, so uh, from justice, what do poor people provide for society? Rich people donate and don't live off taxpayers' money like a parasite. And the response it's to harsh, that, but I mean, yeah. Response to that from uh, Yorka shits. <laughs> One, two, one. I'm just reading the name. Yeah. The poor keep society running. The rich just reap the fruits of the working class. You can make every rich capitalist F disappear right now and the world would keep spinning. What was that again? The poor keep society running. The rich just reap the fruits of the working class. You could make every rich capitalist F. F word disappear right now and the world would keep spinning. Now, technically true. You could get rid of all the people and the world would keep spinning. <laughs> that is true. That, that's not actually scientifically. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right about yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, the world yeah. is going to spin regardless of whether humans are on the planet or not. Actually, that was a true statement. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we move on then. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Not so dumb now, is it? <laughs> let's, as let's assume that by the world keeps spinning, they mean the society running societies. Yeah. 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 We'll assume that. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Now, um, 
What I will say is there, there obviously has to be a balance. Listen, all of the, if they were only rich capitalist F words out there and, and only the business owners, but no one that would be willing to work for the businesses, then those rich business owners would not be able to do the things that they do. But also on the flip side, what people need to realize is that if there weren't any people that were willing to make investments and take on risk and grow these things and create innovations, then the working class would have no work to do other than work on their farms and hope that they can live to the age of 50 before they die of some type of disease, something like that, because we've seen a lot of that happen before. And, and so you got to realize be happy that, that, you know, four out of their 10 kids survived. What, yeah. What we need to accept is that both of those groups need each other. But if you want to trace things back to their origins, which one is it that it takes to, to actually make something happen? You could have a bunch of people who are ready to work somewhere. And if no one ever creates the place where they're going to work, then they won't be able to work at those factories or work in, in those offices because they were never created. The actual answer is, if you really think this is the case, then just go start your own thing. Group up, group together, create a Facebook group with a million other people. Each one of you guys put in a hundred bucks and then create your own business. And then it'll be fine. And you don't need a rich capitalist person. The million of you, which there's plenty of you out there, there's 350 million people in the country, get a million together, everyone put a hundred bucks and, uh, and then start your own business where you don't have to have a rich capitalist F word running the business. And let's see how it goes. You're free to do that. It's perfectly legal right now yeah, to do that. Perfectly legal for you to do this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would just suggest that, that that's what they do. People don't understand what people who take risk and create innovations what benefit that actually has to society. What they see later on is Jeff Bezos uh, making all this money floating around on stacks of cash everywhere. And uh, how does he have that money? First, he's got it because the stock of Amazon is up really high. That's, that's why he's got the money. Uh, but also the profits that Amazon makes are like, well, if the people weren't working for Amazon and those fulfillment centers and the drivers weren't working, then Jeff Bezos wouldn't be making that money. And then you also have to say, well, if Jeff Bezos wouldn't have taken that risk and not made any money for 10 or 15 years, would you be working in that fulfillment center or driving around delivering things for Amazon? So you can't yeah, just... Who bought the van? Yeah. Where, did you buy the van that you're driving around? Who built around? the warehouse? <laughs> did, you, did you put together all the stuff inside of that fulfillment center? You know? Who invented the robots? You didn't build that. <laughs> yeah. That's my Obama speech for the day. Yeah. So, all right. What number was that? Five? I think so. Okay. Well, well, let's just stay on these here socialists here for a sec. Oh, this one's good. Uh, this is a this is a real good one. Let me uh, move this off of the screen. We got a couple videos here we have to play. Unfortunately, one of them has a song. Uh, so this is a story from the Daily Caller. Okay, boomer socialist e girl. So she's famous for this okay boomer TikTok video that she did. I haven't seen it myself, but she's showing off her two million dollar apartment and says when she received the criticism for showing off her $2 million apartment that uh, tax the rich only applies to billionaires. Well, yeah, because her hero is now a millionaire. Yeah. And so is she. So a Twitch so. streamer known for her social media post, post supporting the Vermont independent Senator Bernie Sanders and featuring tax the rich merchandise from AOC showed off her fully furnished $2 million apartment in a video she uploaded to her YouTube channel. Just no... 
I mean, she's not ashamed of it at all. She's bragging mm-hmm. about it. She has no idea what she's been talking about. Think about the people that you've been talking to about this whole tax the rich, Bernie Sanders, all this. You're like, oh, I bet these people really want to see my $2 million apartment. I bet that's what they really <laughs> want to see. Nicole Sanchez, who goes by the username Nicolol, Nicolol, I don't know, is known for her OK Boomer TikTok video in which she dances and lip syncs wearing a crop t-shirt from the Sanders campaign. Actually, she was wearing an AOC shirt. Sanchez later recorded herself performing a similar dance of the Tax of Rich sweater sold by AOC. In her new video, Sanchez provides an in-depth tour of her new apartment, which says, which she says costs $2 million. Quote, she said, I have my stance on views and politics. When I first put the first OK Boomer TikTok, put out the first OK Boomer TikTok, and even like whatever I'm making now compared to then, I would see if people would be upset if I didn't have those views anymore. Sanchez said in another recent video, all I'm doing is standing by the beliefs I started off with and I'm here, whether I'm making this money or not. You, you wouldn't be in the $2 million apartment probably mm. if you're not making the money. I just feel like it's not something to be rude about because there's nothing to be rude about. That's what I feel. I yeah. just feel like it, you shouldn't be rude about it. I think when people mean like tax the rich, I think at the end of the day, they do mean like billionaires and people who have insane, unfathomable amounts of wealth. <laughs> so this whole time, yeah, she just meant billionaires. Yeah. That's all she meant. Right. She thinks that all those things are just going to, honestly, and she probably only focuses on Jeff Bezos. Like that, that's it. Maybe Elon Musk. Who knows? Okay. Let's, um, yeah, that shirt, that, that uh, sweatshirt was video? 60 bucks. Yes, we have a couple videos okay, here. Okay, good. I wanted to oh, see Oh, yeah, we got, we got a couple here. Oh, good. Uh, so this is her original video. It's only 15 seconds. So, um, you know, I, I apologize for the annoyance, but it is 15 seconds long right here. This is her uh, dancing in her Tax the Rich sweater right here. Okay, that's enough of that. We can't even do 15 seconds. There's no there's no possible way. All right, so that's her. So that one went viral. That's her dancing. 3.3 million views on Twitter. Yeah, imagine what the wow. TikTok video had. Probably pretty good. And then uh, here's her just, I mean, listen, she's reaping the fruits of her labor right now. I'm fine with that. You got any problems with her having a $2 million apartment, Charlie? No, I have no problem with no, that. Why would we care that she has a $2 million apartment? We'll watch yeah. a little bit of this because she's really proud of it. And honestly, she uh, I, I think she should be proud of it. That's a nice place right there. My office, I have a big old island, which I've never had an island before. So this is really awesome. We have the chairs, so I don't have to actually buy a table to eat on. Um, we have this wine fridge, which I think that's pretty fancy, a wine fridge. Um, we don't have wine in there, but it's fancy, so. Um, we have our Nespresso over here. I actually don't drink coffee, but like, this is nice. You know, you've got the famous oven that I burn everything on. We've got this neat fridge that holds, that holds food. This is like Martha Stewart vibes. Like, I think only people that are like Martha Stewart's will find this very pleasing. Like, there's a lot of storage, that's important. And um, the whole kitchen is okay. controlled via iPad. Oh God. <sighs> I don't know why I bought all this stuff, but I just had the money yeah. to, so I don't even use it. Also, but. tax the rich. <laughs> you know? Oh. <laughs> so she has no idea what she's... Well, it's convenient now because now that she's a millionaire because she's done so many popular videos, it tax the rich just means billionaires. 
That's what it means. Mm-hmm. Not millionaires. Yeah. It means billionaires. Okay. Do I, we have that video? I feel like, uh, no, that wasn't, well, I think that was on, I don't have that video. Oh, okay. There were only those two videos that were actually in the story. I wanted to hear her stumble over the words. Yeah, all I I'm doing is standing by the beliefs no, I that started was off with. So, no, you're not. If you would, you would give all your money away. Yeah. What is, what, she's decided that it's okay for her to have that much money. Isn't mm. that weird? Yeah. Isn't that weird when that happens? Man. Magoo said the space heater was used in the wrong house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She probably has real nice outlets in there, though, so there wouldn't be any problems. See all the nice camera gear she had, too? The lighting and all that stuff? No, but there's a couple things. Like, one, I don't think she ever, like, let's say, let's, like, say that she was, like, really young when she was doing these videos, and she had no idea, really, what she was talking about. She's just jumping on this Bernie AOC train, mm-hmm. like a lot of young people do. What happens is when you eventually end up making a lot of money, comes come to find out, you're like, hey, this is my money. I earned it. Mm-hmm. I earned that money. With my ideas and I'm, my yeah, videos. and My things that I did that people thought were valuable. And so I'm going to keep this money and I'm going to get a $2 million apartment and keep making a bunch of money. Now, hey, maybe she gives a bunch of money to charity. I'm sure she pays her taxes. She does all that good stuff. But you guys see the hypocrisy she probably here. Pays the taxes that she owes. I'm sure she pays the tax, and she probably has lawyers and accountants that make sure <laughs> yeah. she pays the least amount of taxes yeah. possible. I would just make that assumption. So, all right. Well, that was that was dumb bleep number six right there. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll run um we'll run back through them real quick. Number one was um white entrepreneurs get ahead because they have lawyers and accountants, black people, they have good ideas, but they don't have lawyers and accountants. And so we need, I would say an an argument for universal lawyers and accountants, but I don't think that's what he's going to push. Number two was the Bowser. That's the Washington DC mayor administration making the argument that the case, the protesters case should be dismissed um, because the tear gas use was entirely reasonable uh, a year later here after condemning it, of course. Number three, old uh, Cori Bush, blue check mark over there, says that uh, her room almost burnt down. And if we would have had government paying for our utilities, then her outlet would not have overheated to the point that it caught the room on fire. I mean, you know, uh, gas has the, I forgot about <laughs> this, gas has the uh, proclivity. It's, to uh, catch fire and explode. It can, it can <laughs> blow up. Yeah. Yeah, gas does so, explode. But that would be worse than just an outlet fire. Yeah. Um, so that was number three. Number four was, uh, hey, it's Pride Month. We need to make sure that inside of all these letters, we include people who are attracted to children Ugh. so we can be inclusive. Number five was the rich are just reaping the fruits of the working class and you could get all the rich capitalist F words out of here and the world would keep spinning, scientifically accurate, but I don't think that's what they meant. And number six was the OK Boomer socialist girl showing off her $2 million apartment on her YouTube I like channel. Tom. Tom says number four, but they're all really dumb. And yeah. that's true, Tom. It, they are is, real dumb, this yeah. Is a, a, some of these might even go for Dumb Bleep of the Year in 2021. Honestly, I think some of them could. Yeah. Yeah, to tell you the truth. So uh, get your votes in. And while we're doing that, Charlie's going to advertise something. I don't know what it's going to be. Is Clay on the show today? Uh, Clay's <laughs> not here. We can do whatever we want. Well, I, I just want to say, if you want to be part of Dumb Bleep of the Week every single week on Fridays when we feel like doing it, which is just about every single week, then you need to be part of Patreon. 
to do that, it's only five bucks a month, folks. It's uh, and you know we don't believe in taxing the rich, so you can, we uh, it's five bucks a month, and that you know what that does? That helps us buy more advertisements, and that helps us continue to grow the show, which is the most important thing for the message of liberty for us. And so, I want to guarantee to you guys all of that money that is going to there are there are subscription levels where your money is going to advertising on our social media. All of that money is going to advertising plus more. We're spending yeah. way more money than the amount of money we're getting from Patreon. So if you guys want to chip in towards getting the message out there, then you want to join that Patreon right there. And that's patreon.com slash good morning. <coughs> we have a nice little crowd on Patreon, but uh, join, join in. Don't, don't be part of the whore percent that doesn't subscribe and doesn't join Patreon. Okay. Patreon.com slash good morning. Liberty. Sign up and be part of the voting process because we don't accept mail-in votes. We only accept votes from the Patreon group that watches live. And that's how you win. That's, that's how we decide what is the dumbest thing that we found this week. So sign up patreon.com slash good morning Liberty. Also, uh, you may be asking yourself what's going on in the stock market, all this crazy AMC and Blackberry and the Reddit meme wall street bets is going on again. Well, if you guys want to learn how to take advantage of opportunities and see what's going on and not be the one left out, then you go to mastermystocks.com where you will find the largest category for the most valuable price out there. Um, it's not much at all. And you can save 20% off your first two months. Is that right? Uh, first two months. Yeah. First two months, 20% with the promo code save 20 master my stocks or mastermytrades.com. Go check it out, folks. And I'm just doing that while we're it looks like in. number four is going to win. Although I agree with a lot of people. A lot of times we have I to see a lot of sixes, too. There's some sixes coming in, too. A lot of times we have to differentiate between things that are dumb and things that are just terrible and disgusting. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to choose whether or not it fits dumb or does it just fit like, oh, my God, this exists. I'm I'm sad. You know, that kind of thing. And, but it looks like number four is going to win today. That is uh, making the case for Pride Month that we have to remember to include people who are attracted to children mm. with all the people who are gay and lesbian and, and all of the other letters out it's there. It's absolutely disgusting. Same thing. If you are attracted to people of the same sex, you need to be in the same group as people who are attracted to little kids. All right. So that's <laughs> that's uh, that's dumb bleep. Right there. up all my coffee. I know, man. Well, I feel like that was a good episode. If y'all enjoyed today's show, which I know you did, then uh, share it. Share it around. Hit that subscribe button and leave us that rating and review on Apple Podcast if you can, please, to help us out on the chats and the rankings. That also that's a free way to help spread the message of liberty and uh, share it with the uh, share it with your children. Share it with, but not in that way. But yeah, and share it with your mom and your dad and your brothers and your sisters and your cousins and your mothers. And uh, that, that means everyone mm-hmm. share it to your friend groups. And uh, that helps keep the messaging going as well without uh, give us giving us any dollars. And that's okay. Cause we, we're a voluntary podcast here. You get the show for free and uh, we're, <laughs> you don't have to put any money towards it. And, Although some people do. And we appreciate that. Yeah, and some people do. And we really appreciate that. And if you want to still help us, uh, which I ask that you do, Please help us by sharing the show. Leave us that rating review. If you do all of those things, then we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you guys have a good day, a good weekend, and a good morning. Liberty.